You are listening to the People-Centric Podcast, where we talk through the toughest challenges that people face at work and give practical advice to fixing those challenges. Thanks for joining our movement to create workplaces that are happier, healthier, aligned, and empowered by putting people at the center of all that we do. Hey, people-centric people. I don't even know. This is the first time I've done the welcome. Like this, Matt Griswold from People-Centric Consulting Group coming to you live with Diana Royalty, right? Let's take just a moment and recognize Diana. Do you want to say hello to the people? Hi, people. It's people-centric leaders. Hello, people-centric leaders. People-centric people. Uh, Yeah, you know, the people who work. It's fine. (laughs) It's just Diana and I today, and boy, do we have a treat. Don and... (laughs) Bethany and uh, Stephanie, they're all on on location. That can mean lots of different things. You can interpret that however, however you would like to do it. But I do want to remind you as well, we just started, and I say we, it's really Diana, uh, really just started to put these uh, podcasts on YouTube as well. Uh, if you don't haven't gone to our YouTube channel, go check it out. I will say there's some older content on there. There's some older videos. We need to, and we're going we're gonna to get newer and newer as we uh, continue to build that YouTube out. But you might see, you know, Dawn in a jacket or myself in a jacket and <laughs> And wonder, uh, wonder where that where that came from, or what that what that looks like. And so, today though, we thought instead of waiting for everybody to get together to do the uh, podcast, you know, let's just take an opportunity for Diana and I to be able to get together and talk about something that is near and dear to our hearts. And if you have worked with us in the past, it might be near and dear to you all as well. Diana and I have worked together now. It's I think I've been over there for uh, over five years now. It's like five and a half years. Now. Yeah, I think it is over five years, and I've. Been- been at people centric almost 10. Yeah. So half so. of Diana's work life, this person, if you're watching the video, has been a part of your life now for for a while, right? Half and a decade, this, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do word association. Matt working with Diana has been forever. Amazing. Oh. Exhausting. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is, you know, some of the feedback that Diana and I get, uh, it's like, wow, you guys are like brother and sister. Um, and I think it's, it's kind of a fun camaraderie, honestly, uh, that we've leaned into, I would say over the years as well. Why shy away from that? But one of the things that people always notice is that we operate, Diana and I operate very, very differently. How we go about work and the things that we choose to, uh, you know, prioritize maybe in work or for work or for the team might be different things. You know, her, your day-to-day tasks, like your day-to-day role, what's that look like, Diana? Oh, I never know. I never know. It's, (laughs) I never know. It's putting out whatever fire is the largest. It's lots of um, administrative stuff, paperwork, yeah. uh, deliverables, Technical. marketing. COO, right? All that yeah. operating stuff uh, there yeah. that you get to dabble in a little bit. Hashtag small business. Sometimes she doesn't get to do that. True. My role, I was hired as an engagement specialist, really working with clients on a day in and day out basis. But that role has really started to morph into a lot of, a lot of speaking, a lot of events, a lot of public speaking and, and workshops and selling uh, really is what is what I do. And so we have evolved uh, professionally throughout the years that we've been working together. But, you know, just for context, I thought this might be fun. This was maybe partly my idea. And I don't know if you agreed to it or if you were equally excited about this, but 
sometimes people I merely to- agreed. I don't, <laughs> I just agreed. I was like, oh, geez. Okay, whatever, Matt. Fine. Uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes people get a good, get a good kick out of Diana and I and kind of our camaraderie that we have together. But I'm here to tell you it was not always like that. And so I thought it would be fun since it's just Diana and I to maybe tell the story of us. Like where this started, what, what, you know, how did this come about? You know, because as much as, you know, we make it look awesome from the outside looking in, we didn't start um, like that. Yeah. And for (laughs) deeper context, I think it's, it's a story about how two very, very different people can learn to value each other at work and value each other's skills, even though they are the exact opposite of one another. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's fair to say that that we work well together. Uh, we're a good team. Diana and I are a good team. I love before you know you relocated into Washington. We used to travel uh, quite a bit together, and we would tag team different groups. and And man, our approach was awesome. I really value working with you and and the opportunity to be able to travel whenever you were into that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I still do, just not as much. It's right. Not as much. Yeah. And more with me, but. Yeah, your job shifted from client facing to speaking and engaging, and I am not engaging. So that's hard, you know? Listen, I I, I didn't write them down, but I have a laundry list of things that I just want to tell Diana and how I used to feel about her. But I think maybe Diana, a good, a good place to start, a good place to start is maybe that first interview. As I was interviewing for PeopleCentric, I had gotten past the first wave and now I'm getting ready to go meet Don Harkey and Diana Royalty for the first time, for the first time. Now, let me set the stage as I walk in. From my perception, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was wearing a button-up mint green dress shirt, which I'm not sure. I don't, I've, I only have worn that since that interview, but it was mint. It yeah. was mint green. I remember that. Yeah. And I Weird. Walked, I walked into the office And I noticed two things that I would like everybody to know that I noticed about Diana's office. One, she has a golden stapler. Do you still have that golden stapler? I do. I do still have my golden stapler. Yeah. That's that's mine. I took it with me. That's a whole, that's a whole nother session. Why somebody (laughs) needs a golden stapler. But the second one is a sign behind her desk that says, it's just my face. Now, if you have to give people a heads up that this is just my face and I'm not trying to be mean or distant or rude, uh, it's just the way I look, that's that's maybe a whole nother session also. Do you still have that as well? I, I do. I still subscribe to It's Just My Face. I'm, I have an expressive face. Yeah. So, you know, one, you'll always know what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Or two, you'll always think that I'm thinking something mean, which... Wow you know, it, it, it could be true. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have a very distinctive resting face. Face. Yeah. We'll and let then, you read between the lines. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look like. So anyway, we go across the street, we go to lunch and across, I'm sitting across from Don and Diana and they are in one side of the booth and I am on the other side of the booth. And now it is time for me to prove myself. I'm pretty good with words and being able to engage people and get them to like me. In fact, uh, this might be a time for another podcast, but Don liked me from the very beginning. Uh, I love, too bad he's not on here, but but Don liked me from the very beginning. And, and, and just a few minutes into it, I think I had him hook, line, and sinker. And Diana was a much harder sell as she encouraged Don to hold it together. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't fall for flattery or trickery or any of those things. I'm not one to be wooed. You know how like some people are like, I can win over. I, you cannot, it will take time. I am a ultimate skeptic and I need people to prove to me that they are worthy of my time. That's true. One, one day in particular, I can think of early on when, you know, people need to, I'm very relational. I'm all about the people. I'm all about the the good time. I'm a hugger by nature. I come from a family of huggers. Ew. And Anna was very upfront that she was not a hugger. Meantime, touch me. I'm in the office and there was somebody else that used to work for us that came into the office and Diana immediately ran up to them and hugged them. So I knew at that point, it was not that she's not a hugger. It's just that she's not a hugger of me. Uh, I'm a selective hugger, okay? Selective. <laughs> so as Diana and I were figuring out how to work work uh, with each other, we were kind of separated at first, but there was a day, Diana, that came. And this day was when Diana became the manager of the engagement team, of which I was on the engagement team. And I wanted to share with you, and again, I think this is important to see where we were versus where we are, because candidly, I don't know that I liked you. I don't know if that's fair to say. I don't know that's that fine. I like you. That's fair. And, sure. And, and it wasn't even necessarily something personal. It's just the way you carried yourself at the time. And I'm sorry, I, like I was a confident, strong woman, Matt. <laughs> no, I'm, I say that to say you've come a long way. Uh, oh, nice. okay. Okay. Nice, good job. But I remember distinctly a couple of things, and you know what I'm going to say. So now Diana is in the position of she has to manage somebody like myself. And at the point, you know, we're not we're we're not at the hugging stage there of, of our relationship. This is still fairly early on. And I remember two things. I remember one day just sitting at my desk because Diana is trying to make me complete these additional forms and templates and binders. You probably remember this as well. And just driving a hard bargain. And I'm like, this is so far outside of what I want to do, care to do, and good at doing, like all of those things. I was probably honestly a little disengaged and toxic towards Diana at that moment, I would say. Very much. Not a little. You very much were. One day you cleaned out your desk. Uh, that was the day. a passive aggressive nonverbal sign. That was a was... signal saying I need okay. to be managed in a better way. I need uh -huh. to be managed in a better way. So another time that I remember this is it was snowing, everybody. It was snowing. Now understand too, this is pre-COVID, right? The world changed a little bit post-COVID. This is pre-COVID when dang it, work starts at eight and you need to be here at eight in the office Keeping in mind, I could do everything that I was already doing from home too, but there was something about being in the office. I live 30 minutes away. And in the meantime, I was supposed to be there at eight. It was not eight. I think it was like 8.30. I was driving there, snow covered highways, blowing sideways, but I was still making the effort, effort to get there. And Diana sends me a text to respond to, by the way, as I'm driving in the snow down the highway and said, you know, are you doing, are you doing okay? And I thought she really cared about how I was actually doing. Her next, no, that was not true. Uh, go ahead. Go. I'll defend myself in a minute. I said, oh, look, she cares about me and wants to make sure I'm safe. And I said, yeah, sorry. It's just, I'm on my way. It's just a little, you know, snowy and icy here. And she then responds with the next text message of, okay, 
uh, I can't remember exactly what it is. I wish I would say it, but something to the to the point of just remember work starts at eight o'clock and you need to be here at eight o'clock. And I uh -huh. thought, oh, and I think I even responded. So were you asking me how I was doing because I wasn't there at eight or you were worried if, to make sure I was being safe? Do you remember this whole exchange? I absolutely do. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. so for somebody then to go clean out their desk as a, as a, as a, uh, you know, an opportunity just to kind of send a message. I think that was totally called for. What was uh, your, to me, that, to me, all I'm hearing is that you weren't meeting the expectation that was set. And I was trying to hold you to said <laughs> expectations. Now, whether you liked the expectation or not, it's not my problem. It was right. the expectation. I noticed that not my problem. You know, our mm -hmm. relationship wasn't really in a point where we could just sit down. <laughs> let's just walk through this, right? Because not that's my good. problem does not create psychological safety. But, you know, so, it, but that's kind of where we were. And so it was rough. So it let's was rough. Like I'm building, I'm building a case now, right? And I'm giving everybody context. People that probably know us now or recently that, that this is all news to them, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, time, for sure. There was a time that Diana was just extremely bullheaded and difficult, and I was pretty sure that she just was out to get me. I am still bullheaded and difficult. You just like it better now. Not, not really with me. Anymore. <laughs> we, we've come to a, a better. Don separated us. We don't work together anymore. <laughs> so I want to I want to kind of go forward and say, okay, so that's where we were, and maybe the people listening are like, dang, that describes a relationship that I have at work right now. And this is hopefully, you know, something that you could take and go, okay, so man, how do I get from that to, okay, it seems like you guys work well together or the people who maybe have worked with us in the past are like, I can't believe that. Cause you guys are, you know, we are We're like yeah. not to do our own horns, but we're very good. We're very good together. We're working. And so in your mind, first of all, do you kind of co-sign all the, the, the things so far, would you add any stories of your own? I only know I told stories of you, but no, you I, I'll add that it. I mean, I'll reiterate that it was difficult and that I was struggling with honestly how to manage you in general. Like it was, it was a struggle for me. And I think it was even harder because we a had to work together. It was just you and me. There was no other, like I can work around you or I can do something different. Like it literally was just you and me. That's true. You know, like we had to figure it out. Um, and then the other thing was that I think we both really loved people centric and wanted it to work. And so I think that was an added, like, we have to figure this out. So there was two things pushing us to keep us together. One, we didn't have a choice. And two, we love the mission of people centric. So there was a few things that forced us to want to do it, but, yeah. but it was, I do remember very clearly a few times where I sat down with Don and I just was like, I'll wash my hands of this disaster. I hate everything. And he was like, what are you talking about? What, are, what, both of you are amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and, and I, I, gosh, I have to be honest too. Like there were some moments there, you know, and I left, I left the company, you know, the, one of the largest banks in the world, comfortable, good 401k. I didn't have to go. I chose to go. And yeah. then here I was, and I was being managed by, you know, people like yourself and you know you make a good point though too because being managed some some some, some uh, organizations are big enough to where they're like well let me separate those two or let me get the you know maybe that's a bad match we didn't have that option 
right? We were no. kind of forced together. No. We were forced together at a time to where I think I got platinum with American Airlines by June, like January oh, to June. Sure. Like we yeah, were all sure. over the, the freaking country. And so we, were- we weren't just working together. We were traveling together. Oh, we yeah. were eating together. We were like a hundred percent together. Yeah. Yeah. For, for large majorities of months, like yeah. weeks out of the month. You know, one of the things that I would say is that the pivotal turning point, and you and I talked about it earlier, but I think one of the things that I would say would, would be one of the, the pivotal turning points was, for me, it's about the people and the relationships. And even though you were doing, you know, not all the right things managing me, uh, I still cared about you as an individual. And one day, I remember it, I remember it vividly, we were in the basement, and you were just being distant, more distant than normal, you know, like, you which were is just- incredibly distant, because I'm <laughs> like a distant human. It was just you and I, we were just sitting there in the basement and we were not sitting there. We were working on something. I can't remember what we were working on, but it was just you and I in the room. And I finally just looked at you and I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, where are you? What is wrong with you? You're not, act, you're, you're giving me nothing. And you you're looked at me. You're giving me nothing? Yeah. Because again, because again, I am, I am about the, I am about the, uh, the, the relationship and things like that. And it just felt like this was yeah. different. Something's off with you. And yeah. then you responded with what well I'll tell I'll tell my side at that moment I was like crap what do I say here like (laughs) because I am I am a human who is pretty private I I'm very good at compartmentalizing things so like work is work home is home I don't really I didn't really mix the two very often if I'm having a problem no one will really know like I'm good at hiding those things but I was going through something. And so I was like, at this moment, I was like, do I, what do I do here? And so there was a few second pause, I think. I think there was a pause. And then finally in my brain, I was like, well, I'm just gonna tell the truth. I'm just gonna tell Matt what I'm going through. And I think I said something like, well, it's not work. I'm, I'm getting a divorce. Yeah. at home. And Matt, I remember the look on your face. You looked weirdly relieved, which I hated. <laughs> I was very confused by that look. Wow. Yeah. I didn't like the look on your face, but then, but, but then you explained, so you can say what you said to me. Yeah. I think that the reason why I think there's a pivotal, pivotal moment is because, and this is maybe a recognition that some of us are going through the motions at work right now. We don't feel like we can talk about ourselves we don't feel like people care about us, you know, us as, as people, but the generations now, especially if I'm a manager, the generations now that are coming up want to know that you value them and you recognize them as a person and a human that has a life outside of this place. And so whenever you responded with, I'm going through, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going through a divorce right now. I, my first reaction, honestly, that I remember was empathy. And yeah. the reason why it was empathy is because, dang it, I had gone through that also. Yeah. I had been in that place and it sucked. You know, it, it it sucks. We can put on the face of just going to go to work and leave that at the door, but that's an old school management or that's an old school philosophy that just doesn't, it doesn't fly. And and for us, I think it was, even though sucky, it was pivotal because it was. It was, man, that was common ground that we're both. And, and I think, you know, for one, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but for one, you were able to kind of let your guard down just a little bit because I had also done that. And for me, mm-hmm it showed a different depth to you too, that 
you weren't always just a person. It's like, remember, work starts at eight. Eight thirty is unacceptable, <laughs> even if there is ice on the road. Like there, there was a different depth to you as a person. And for me, being about the relationships and the people, it was something that I could connect to too. Yeah, I think that was the moment. And you and I have talked about this before. I think that was the moment where our relationship did shift because I saw you treating me differently and I probably treated you differently, right? I don't, I could tell myself all day that I didn't, but I do think I did start to treat you differently after we connected on this very like human, not work level. Like we just- you shared with me some very intimate things in your life. And I felt like I knew you better. And like, I felt yeah. like you were empathizing with me and you gave me grace to have some bad days and some bad moments. Yeah. And it was really pivotal to our relationship. And then after that, we were able to have deeper conversations about work and the things that bothered us at work because we connected on this strange other outside work level? I don't know. I don't understand it. It might, it might sound odd to the people. And, and some, of, some of you listening might be going, I don't want to share my personal life with other people. I still and don't. We're not, even, we're not even saying that you have to, right? What I am saying is that for us, that was that, you know, some, sometimes the simplest things, thing that you can do in a relationship is be able to find common ground. Yeah. And for us, that common ground was, <laughs> okay, foundationally at work, we both we both loved people-centric and the idea of people-centric, we wanted it to succeed. But on a personal level, we had both walked through the same kind of thing. And we both knew that walking through that same kind of thing, man, it kind of divides our mind. And yeah. I think I think, I think, think we both recognized and, and started to treat each other just maybe a little bit differently too, recognizing that personal life, man, it does, it, it can consume a lot of your bandwidth or a lot of your mind. And, and so I think we probably found each other being a little bit more welcoming and um, helpful yeah. in some areas um, as well, just because we had the recognition and, and at least the knowing. So not that you have to share your personal stuff, but at least have the conversation, at least create a space for a conversation to happen. So if there are, you know, some things like that, I think that transparency and communication, and for us, it was that, but I think that was that moment that we started, started to change. And then we're able to start taking leaps and bounds, right? So we were continuing to still work with with organizations. But then in addition to that, I think this idea of this mutual respect started to kind of kind of started to kind of go into place too. Instead of stepping on each other's toes or maybe maybe talking about how you need to do your job differently or you need to do your job differently or this is how you should approach it or this is how I would approach it. It was like this mutual respect kind of a thing of recognizing Diana's amazing. Diana Diana does wonderful things. Diana does things that you know, ultimately we're working for people centric. We want it to work. And she does some amazing things that, yeah, selfishly, it does make my job easier if she can do these things. But it's also some of the things that she was created to do and enjoys doing at, at the same time that are in line with your, in line with your job. I don't know if that's, if you would add to that or not, but. Yeah, I think, I think there is, for me, there was a little bit of ego in the way because I feel like the things that I do, everyone should be able to do, but it, that's not true. Like, because I'm so hardwired to do them. It's so easy for me. I'm like, well, why don't you just do it? Like, don't tell me you need something like, just go do it. But for you, it was like, no, no, that takes a lot of energy for me to go do that. And yeah. then when you and I started doing some of each other's job, like when I started facilitating meetings, I was like, oh my God, this is way energy draining for me. And I, hate it. And you were like, Oh my God, that was the best thing ever. And so I was like, well, why don't you just go do that? And I'll like, I'll sit back here and do the stuff you don't really like to do because I like doing that stuff. And so for me, I started to see that it wasn't 
you pushing your work to me. It was us valuing each other's unique strengths. Yeah. And then, you know, it was the clarity of the, the role there. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you like to do? What are you good at doing? Mm-hmm. And, and then I think we tried to do a pretty good job of setting each other up for success. And I think this is what, this is what people would see as we were going to work with different companies would be, you know, I would be maybe facilitating those workshops or the leadership trainings or like the, the team meetings and stuff like that. And Diana is there not just to fly on the wall, but she is also adding to, but then she's also creating these cool notes and documents with the bullet points. And most of the time, by the time the meeting was over, because that's hard for me, I, it's hard for me to capture the notes and all the things of the meeting and then also facilitate and be in the moment of the meeting. And so most of the time after the meeting was over, Diana would have something created, bullet pointed, outlined whatevers, and already emailed the people or the participants that were there as a part of the meeting. And to me, golly, I just I just loved it and respected it so much that one, she had the ability to do that, but two, it was something that she's probably doing anyway she's probably capturing the events of what's happening anyway so she's able to do those things which is a tremendous value to the client it was a tremendous value to me but then i'm able to do the thing which i do which is really move the conversation and engage the people and try to really bring everybody together and so we you know that mutual respect of the lane i think was a good turning point for us as we started to work better together too absolutely and then i think it allowed us to have deeper conversations about that too right like I wasn't stuck doing the things that drained me and exhausted me. You weren't stuck doing those things either. So when we came together at the end of the day, we both still had energy and still had space to talk through what are the next steps with this client? Where are we taking them strategically? What does this look like? What can you do? What can I do to make this a better experience for the client? And I think it was really helpful. I mean, I know I left days feeling much better and less drained, even though we were working incredibly hard. (laughs) I hated you a lot less. That's what it was. It made the, it made the flights and the dinners much less terrible, you know, (laughs) you know, and I'm, and I'm only speaking for myself here, but as we, as we continue to work together like that, we, you know, we really, we became this really good duo, but we we also really firmed up those roles that those those expectations to the point to where we would go into a meeting and Diana would come out of it and go, hey, I heard this. Do you mind if I send them an email or send them this resource that I think they would also, they said this, I heard that. And I thought, man, that's that's awesome. Now we're kind of forward thinking for each other at the same time. And, you know, as the relationship continue to, can, continues to grow in those moments, now you can kind of even grow outside of uh, work. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people talk about how we have this kind of brother and sister dynamic to where we'll kind of give each other crap or throw sarcastic comments at each other (laughs) at the same time. But we both, I don't know, that's kind of one of our love languages, I think, of being able to just interact like that. So, you know, you now have the work and we're getting into a good work rhythm, but now we can take that to the next level. And now it's really increasing the relationship you know, with the work stuff and 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 just on a personal level too, because uh, we've worked really well together. Now we're speaking each other's language, and now we're kind of so whatever. So whenever Diana's asking something of me at that point, I'm not I'm not abrasive or defensive at the same time. You know, I understand where she's coming from, and I can. Your whole mentality is different. Yeah, is different. Yeah, I can, and I think we now don't have. We're not assigning intent to one another. Right. Like I was saying, 
yeah, I was thinking, oh my God, Matt just doesn't want to do his job, quote unquote, right? And you were thinking like, oh, Diana's just bullying and wants to like push me to do stuff that is just like not my thing. And I think once we stopped assigning that intent to each other and just sort of said like, we're not going to read into what each other is saying. We know each other now on like a personal level. And so if we feel like the other person is being abrasive or bullying or pushing, or I think you're not like, contributing as much we just have a conversation about it like we're very open now about what we need from one another and it doesn't it doesn't rub me the wrong way anymore you know like i don't know even 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 how we communicate is has been uh on ongoing there but uh diana's the big lengthy email person and i'm the let me video call you and see your nonverbals at the same time and be able to ask a question and i just want to see how you're doing uh, how are Mm -hmm. things right it's it's and how we how we communicate. I could think of one other time that maybe is pivotal, and, and I totally forgot about this until just now. But I think you had given me feedback on a document. You asked me to create something. I created it, and I'm pretty good with words. Like you are, you're very good. good. And yeah. I sent it back to me with so many red marks. It was like a term paper was graded, and I failed the assignment. You asked. You asked. I did. Yeah, I did. I did actually send it over like what, you know, it opened your feedback. And I was like, pretty sure there's not going to be any because this is brilliant. And then it came back as now obnoxious. It was a little Mm -hmm. little obnoxious. And so I called though. And I said, Hey, I didn't get onto her for the edits or whatever. We've had fun joking about it since then. But because our relationship, I think was a little different at the time, I was able to say, Hey, I thought I did well. You sent it back like that what were you looking for? Like, help me understand what you were looking for so I can avoid that step next time. Yep. Uh, and I think those conversations too are important to how do I get out of that clashing and then, okay, how do we work better together? Yeah, you know I mean? and I I do remember that. And I remember being so impressed that you asked the question, right? Like, because so many times people are like, can you edit this and like send it back? And I send it back and they're like, great, thanks. You did the work, you edited it, right? But I loved that you sought what was in my brain and said, you're, there's value here, right? I know there's value here. I don't love that it looks like this. I don't love that I didn't meet the expectation. So tell me what you're looking for. Tell me what's in your head. And then once you asked that question, I immediately was like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have sent it back like that. I should have said, this looks really great. Here's what I'm thinking. I should have put more in it because it was wrong of me to just like redline the crap out of it and then send it back. Right. And so then I started doing that more. I'd be like, okay, Matt, this looks really good. I changed this because of this. I did this because of this. And I did this because of this. And I think it made us both better because then you would come back and say, Hey, don't change that because here's what I was really trying to say. And so I'd be like, Oh, okay, let's tweak it. Right. And so I think it, what? Like ellipses. I hate ellipsy. You're <laughs> you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm a grammar ellipses. control freak and no one uses no one uses punctuation properly anymore, guys. Uh, I just like to use use the word. So anyway, let's let's kind of move to wrap up. I, I think I think a couple of different things. The reason why I thought this was important and impactful, honestly, is just because you know we started from a place that was not great. We've ended at this place. Not not that it's not that I'm not resigning or anything, but we have come to this place now to where the the working relationship 
Like I value you. I think you're awesome. Yeah. And I, I like to, even if, even if I just have a simple question, I'm probably not going to send an email, maybe an instant message, but most of the time I'm going to call you. Most yeah. Time, it's usually a call. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and part of that is because I have a question, but part of that is just want to see you, right. And make sure that, uh, that uh, you're good and, and see if you need anything else, uh, else for me too. And so I, first of all, good job. You've come a long way. And second of all, <laughs> Thanks. Second of all, I really value working with you and I'm glad we're at this place. So me too. Thank you. Yeah. I'll add that. I think up until managing you, I always managed people that were like me. And so you were the first person that was the exact opposite of me. And it, you were my first big management challenge. And I think us working together, A, made me a better leader, but also has changed my mind on things like strengths and things like uh, transparency and vulnerability and humility and, yeah. you know, sharing some of the life in the work. And so I really value. A, all that you do for people centric, but I also value the things that you have taught me just because our relationship did struggle at first and the things that we've worked through. I yeah. love that we both decided we were going to work through them together and made it happen. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's good. So um, hopefully, you know, the people listening, I don't know, hopefully you can maybe identify this with a relationship that you followed kind of the same path. Maybe you're at the beginning of this relationship, though, and it's just a struggle. I would encourage mm -hmm. you not to give up on it, but maybe start having some of those those uh, conversations. Try to find that common ground and the common mm -hmm. ground can come from weird places like we talked about. But try to find that common ground and see if there's something else that uh, that, that you do agree on. And then, OK, now how do, how do we build on that? Understand the roles, understand the clarity. How can I help support this person and vice versa? You know, so ultimately it's better for the company, but I think I would argue it's also better for you as a person to mm -hmm. really enjoy the stuff and the people that you work with and, and get to know them on a different level too. So hope you enjoyed it and uh, share share this podcast with your friends. We'd love to hear your feedback. Yeah, definitely uh, listen to the outro where it has all the places where you can get a hold of us, but do like and subscribe. That really, really helps us. So please do that. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the People-Centered Podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also, feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know. It really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new topic. Until then, be well and lead well.